Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the craziest shit to happen in running this week. This week's stories include the AC100 runner agreement, another serving of Colorado DQs, and who made an attempt on the Lick Skillet downhill mile. Must begin this week's show with a bit of retraction, or rather clarification, about one piece of hard rock news I shared in the previous episode. Last week, I said that it would have been nice to know about Hard Rock founder Gordon Hardman's entry into this year's Hard Rock 100. Well, it was pointed out to me by 22-time Hard Rock finisher Blake Wood that the announcement was posted to the Hard Rock 100 Facebook page on April 25th. Legacy runner Gordon Hardman was admitted via special entry for the 25th silver anniversary running of the Hard Rock 100. He first conceived of the idea for Hard Rock and finished the inaugural run in 1992. His wife also helped recruit current run director Dale Garland. Thanks, Gordon. In apparent response to the disqualifications at the Hard Rock 100 last weekend, the Angeles Crest 100 of SoCal has announced an additional runner's agreement requirement that makes the rules crystal clear to all participants, crews, and spectators. We will link the full text below, but runners must sign an initial next to specific instances of rules violations that will result in DQs. Interesting to note, many of these rules pertain to spectators or crews whose actions may result in a runner DQ. Here are the five specific rules runners must initial and agree to. One, spectators associated with a runner parking near an aid station. Two, spectators driving slowly below 25 miles per hour on Highway 2 talking to runners on the road. Three, crews or spectators parking without an adventure pass. Four, spectators running with runners down the trail other than the final mile of the course. Finally, five, crews or spectators parking over the white line. There are also special rules for solo runners who may not have a pacer or crew whatsoever. They also say the race director has final say on punishments for infractions, which could range from an hour time penalty up to disqualification or even banishment from future editions of the race. Read up on your rules, folks, and run safe, run happy, and run strong, you AC100 runners. Coming off bad water week, it appears there may be some bad beef in the mix of it all. I've experienced bad water twice personally, both times as a crew and pacer. One year was from my boy, Dominic Grossman. Well, it turns out Dom was blocked on Twitter by Badwater at some point. He was just casually trying to follow the race this year when he discovered the issue. So, Badwater, what gives? Speaking of Dom, congrats are in order for the Grossmans, Dom and Katie, who welcomed their firstborn to the world this past week. Lindy Mae Grossman came into the world at six pounds, nine ounces, and will call the quaint mountain town of Wrightwood and the start of the AC100 home. This next segment is brought to you by Dairy Queen and is your DQ of the week. Be sure to stop by for Miracle Treat Day, Thursday, August 2nd at participating locations. Nothing like ice cream for breakfast. Um, Or any time during the day. Excludes Texas. In the eyes of a ranger. The unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from wrong. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Cause that's where the ranger's gonna be. 
benefiting the Children's Miracle Network, $1 from each blizzard will be donated. Oreo and the cookie dough. Wow. Yeah. Most okay, popular treat item we have. You're gonna go with Oreo. Cookie. I, I said cookie, cookie dough, cream. but I, I think I'm gonna go with this one here. This, yes, this one here is what? This is That's the, the cookies and cream. Yeah, the Oreo. Oh, this is the or Oreo. Cream, yeah. Okay. I can't oh, eat all yeah. of it though. This is a lot of ice cream. <laughs> so this is what you get for a dollar. No, this, no, no, how much you spend? No. No, I'm, I'm sorry, a dollar this from this free? goes. <laughs> you pay for this, a right, dollar You goes pay for this in at least a dollar oh, from okay. participating locations. Yeah. Have you ever put gummy bears in a blizzard before? You've oh, never. You know what? I'm, I'm honest with you. Yeah. This is maybe the first time I've ever had a blizzard. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm serious. Whoa. I usually just get ice cream cones. Oh, well, well, come on, man. Step it up a little bit. It's good yeah. stuff. Our first DQ comes to us from Stephen Kirsch of Flagstaff and Sidious Mag. Thanks to the detective workers over at Strava, it was determined that Steven cut out a section of the Copper Mountain 50K a couple weeks ago on lap one. He writes in his story, Strava owes me $1,500, how he missed the turn on loop one and ultimately lost his $1,500 in prize money once race organizers found out about the missed turn. This is only being his second ultra, let's hope he gets this thing figured out before the stakes become higher, say, Western States. And just because we are feeling generous this week, we have a bonus DQ for all y'all. The details are barely out as of the recording of this show, but there were a total of four listed disqualifications from the Audi Power of 450K this past weekend. We saw this from an Instagram story of Trailrunner Mag that the top two men and top two women took a shortcut early in the race. We couldn't find any of them on the Strava flyby, but Ryan Back, Joshua Eberly, Michelle Highland, and Kelly Ahern are all listed as DQs. This means that your race winners were Michael Barlow in 5 hours 16 minutes and Gina Ellis in 6 hours 22 minutes. If we get more details, we'll fill you in next week. Otherwise, please, please learn your courses, people. This is ultra running for crying out loud. This is ultra running. Transcontinental runs and long trail attempts are quite commonplace these days, but what would you do if you wanted to be a bit more creative with your 2,000 plus mile run? British runner Peter Thompson just completed the entire route of the Tour de France over a 68 day period of running. He averaged 30 miles a day and raised over 16,000 pounds for charity. Shockingly enough, he isn't the first to do this run. Back in 2013, American Zoe Romano was the first to do it. Could we be witnessing the birth of a new running version of the tour? Not exactly running related, but did you hear about the first person to ski down K2, the world's second highest mountain? Andrej Bariel, and I know I totally butchered that name, made history with his recent trek. On to the San Francisco Marathon, which saw Jorge Maravilla take the win for the second year in a row in 2.27.56. He was just 12 seconds ahead of second place, but still had the time to sweep up and carry his boy across the finish line. Oddly enough, there were reports that Maravilla had to hop over a cop bike mid-race. For the ladies, Bonnie Tran, also a local, took the win in 2 hours, 54 minutes. I'll tell you what, no one knows how to celebrate quite like women's 85-year-old USATF 100-meter national champ, Betty Stroh. She was dancing, she was dabbing, and she beat runner-up and only other competitor, Thelma Wilson, by almost four seconds in 23.7 seconds. So dope. Dope AF. Shout out to pro runner, coach, and YouTuber Sage Canaday for reaching 100,000 YouTube subscribers on his VO2 Max Productions channel. 
Surely a huge milestone for a guy that totally puts himself out there and pours a lot of time and energy into his content. Congratulations, Sage, and keep up the great work. Thanks for all you do. We also have yet to make mention of the Ginger Runner who recently celebrated his silver play button and 100,000 subscribers by not only running 100 kilometers, but live streaming the whole damn thing. Wowzes. Not sure I'm gonna tune into that one, but good on ya. Y'all remember Kyle Pitari's insane sub four minute downhill mile? Well, it was only a matter of time before someone went after it, and it was Anthony Kunkel who took a crack at it this past weekend. Anthony reported he took a swing at it sight unseen and may not have had the wisest shoe choice. According to the official Strava segment, which shows Kyle at 3.43, Anthony is now second with a 3.48 effort. We also have to mention his girlfriend, Lena Gali, who took the women's record down to 5.32. All right, who's next? Mako? Krupika? Is Matt Carpenter still around? Anyone? Dave Proctor unfortunately had to end his Trans-Canada run prematurely after health issues of the neurological variety forced him to halt things. Some shifting nerve pain in his back has made continuation of the run impossible. Dave was running Canada to raise money for the Rare Disease Foundation. If you'd like to donate miles or dollars to the cause, visit OutRunRare.com. All the best to Dave and his family as he recovers. An epic 500-mile loop around San Francisco. Does that perk you up in the morning? If so, you should check out what Aileen Francisco, yes, her last name is Francisco, if you can believe it. She's running the entire San Francisco Bay Trail currently, and as of the recording of this show, she is 473 miles in. She's helping raise awareness for animal welfare organizations, so consider yourself aware not only of the 500-mile journey Aileen has been on, but for the animals too. Killian is back in the news this week with a win at the Sky Race Camoperdosa, which is in one of my favorite places on the planet, Andorra. He took the win in two hours, 33 minutes, setting a new course record on the 21 kilometer course up to the highest point in the country, featuring a ton of climbing. Pascal Eagley was second three minutes back with Peter Engdahl in third. For the ladies, Lena Elcott of Sweden took the win in three hours, three minutes ahead of Laura Orge and her twin sister, Senna. Now moving over to Alaska for the Crow Pass Crossing, a unique 22 mile event that saw some stout lower 48 competition this year. Despite Zach Miller and David Laney challenging, Scott Patterson came back from a broken toe two months ago to win his fifth crossing in two hours, 59 minutes. Miller was third in 3.05 behind Alan Spangler, who snagged second in 3.02. The race is extremely technical, has mandatory gear, and crosses the frigid Eagle River halfway through. This one definitely needs to go on my bucket list. On the ladies' side, things weren't quite as close, with Christy Marvin taking the win in three hours, 32 minutes, followed by Denali Strabel Fuldegger in 3.50, and Julianne Dickerson third in 3.51. Gotta get me up to Alaska. Got one plan. I'm going to Alaska. Alaska, Alaska? Or city Alaska? I'm gonna be all the way out there. Yes, yeah. in the wild. Next, to the mighty Midwest and the Burning River 100 of Ohio. The Pope Bros slayed it this year, running one and two, with Sean edging out Jeremy 17-13 to 17-15. It appears Sean was behind all day. 
so got an interesting situation that might be first place right in front of us it is with a half mile to go and overtook his bro in the final stretch of the race i don't know what you think you got left but it's gonna have to be more you all right sean yep. just like that he's currently running 650 pace Up on the sidewalk, Popper, up on the sidewalk. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a dandy. Epic. No hand-holding here. And a close third and first Masters was Will Rivera of Kentucky in 1723. On the ladies' side, 11-time finisher Melissa Terwilliger, an Ohio local, won in a commanding 2104. And second was Catherine Rigstad in 2208. And third was Candace Lockard in 22:43. We tried to nab results for some Colorado hundreds happening this weekend, but they just missed the cut as we had to film this episode on Sunday night. So congrats to the finishers, the winners of the Grand Mesa and Uri 100s, along with all the other ultra crazies out there across the world. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 104 of Outhouse News. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. If you have crazy stories to share or a question or feedback for the show, please leave a comment below. If you'd like to directly support the show financially, consider becoming a Patreon supporter of this channel or pick up this custom pair of Jam Jam sunglasses. I know you like these ones. Link below. Have a shitty week.